You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, speaking of the podcast, if you don't follow us on Facebook, uh, but if uh, just because I, I threw this out on Facebook, but... Um, if you need another way to get a hold of us, uh, we are now on uh, Amazon has podcasts and oh, yes. and that connects with uh, Audible. Yeah. So yep. uh, we are available uh, on that if that's your preferred uh, new way to get your podcast. Uh, so you can check us out there. Uh, this week, we got way too much stuff uh, to talk about and uh, very little of it we will probably actually get to. But Shang-Chi... <laughs> Is like uh, the big movie, yeah. And uh, then there also uh, kind of a, a run of things uh, which we will not talk too much about um, because we haven't uh, both seen yeah, all yeah. of the things. But Kate is out, uh, <laughs> and uh, and and I'll talk about that one a little bit. Malignant is out, uh, and then something else too. Um, um. Oh, the Clint Eastwood one, right. which is... Cry uh, Macho? Cry, yeah, yeah. Give cry, me Nacho. Oh, yeah, I've been, cry, I've been cry making macho. fun of it. I've been making fun of it so hard. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, and it's uh, frankly fairly worthy of it. But uh, <laughs> oh, And no. also the Emmys uh, came out, and yeah. uh, the Emmys were on Sunday. And not that I want to talk too much about the Emmys, but oh. I am a little miffed about the Emmys. Uh, and not the Emmys themselves, but kind of the reaction that has hit uh from the emmys which um so i'm gonna go over you know like some of the wins and everything uh because i have to take issue with uh, some of the response to the emmys because you know frankly it it's odd (laughs) but it it ticks me off a little bit right but also um i feel like it's it, it ultimately sort of anti uh, trying to fix the problem and just complaining because one of uh, the one of the big reactions, if you've been following Emmy reactions and stuff, is uh, that no people of color right. won any of the you know acting actress uh, yeah. type of things. And uh, and you know I real I have to take issue with that, so I will do that. Now. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. And uh, and you know really uh, I find it like so irritating. Uh, because you know it's one thing to look at the Emmys and go, you know, in the last decade, right. something, something, right? Sure. Or, uh, or if you have uh, some specific awards, you can look at and go, well, like in this case, this person should have won, yeah. Or in this case, this person should have won. Uh, but just to look at at a year and not even mention anything about who won or who was nominated. Or, or what the possibilities are, yeah, and just say, well, look, nobody, no people of color won this year, and therefore something has gone wrong, right? Is just wrong, and not only is it wrong, but it's, uh, I feel like it's, uh, you know, inherently counterproductive to the problem that you want addressed. Like you, your, your problem you're yeah. trying to solve. Yeah. Is to you know have more people of color be recognized and win awards and yada yada, but if you just look back on on a year and don't put it into any kind of context and just uh, apply this like wrongness label to what has happened, yeah, because no one won. I mean that's right. That's just awful. I think. Right. I mean it's. And I feel like basically at this point, what it is, it it is actually, it's just, you know, almost clickbait. It's like, uh, it's an easy thing to talk about and you can pat yourself on the back for uh, like speaking out or something and, you know, say, yay me, I'm, you know, pro people of color and look at me. Right. 
lot of at, virtue despite the fact that uh, you're not helping anything and you're certainly not <laughs> fixing anything, you're right? I mean, yeah. The uh, I mean, I mean, really, you are like part of the problem, actually. Yeah. Uh, because you're not looking at what's actually going on. So, uh, so I wanted to go through uh, some <laughs> of the things real quick, uh, and you know, so we could like take a look at that. Because you know, re- the problem is uh, people of color, you know, not getting the the roles, yeah, and maybe uh, roles that should get nominated, not getting any attention and not getting nominated when they legitimately like should. But unless you've got someone that you can go, look, this person should have won. Right. And they didn't. And argue that point. Then, then it's not the problem of the award ceremony. Right. I mean, the award, unless you can pick a specific award and say, look, this person should have won, then it's not the award shows problem. Right. It's like it's an industry problem. It's like there there aren't enough possibilities to get nominated right. to win. Uh, they're not getting enough roles. They're not getting the right roles. They're not getting the roles where, you know, it's like when you have the movies that are like total Oscar bait that are obviously going to get nominated for awards, yeah. right? Uh, they're not getting those roles. They're not in those movies. Right. Or, you know, whatever, or the equivalent for Emmys or whatever. But uh, so, <clears throat> so anyway, let's run through these real quick yeah. because uh, it's fun for me. <laughs> uh, all right. So you've got <laughs> comedy lead, right? And Gene uh, Smart won for Hacks, right? Gene right. Smart was going to win for Hacks no matter what happened, right? right? I mean, that was like a lock. The only nominee, right, uh, that potentially meant anything uh was tracy ellis ross in blackish and uh quite and and i mean she got nominated anyway right Right. but you know really blackish i feel like has not only has the show been going downhill as far as i'm concerned yeah uh, everyone might, might not agree right but you know it's also like a show that has been losing attention right it's not uh, it's not the big thing uh, in the world that everyone's talking about still. And, you know, if anything is the problem uh, here or representative of an actual problem, it's that uh, there are so few other things to nominate beyond blackish. Right. <laughs> it's it's yeah. like the making the making the shows and making the possibility <laughs> problem. Right. Right. It's not uh, it's not the problem of the Emmys. And, you know, like. I mean, I'm not like the Emmy spokesperson. I'm not in love with the Emmys, <laughs> no, right? I know. Uh, like, I have to defend <laughs> them. Uh, comedy actor Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. He was going to win. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what else happened. And uh, you did have nominees, uh, Anthony Anderson for Blackish and Keenan Thompson for Keenan. And Keenan Thompson for Keenan, you know, frankly, I don't know what's up with that show. Uh, I watched a few episodes of that show and I was like, yawn. Okay. And uh, and I mean, he was up there possibly, but there was no way that Sudeikis wasn't going to win. And he deserves it. Right. I mean, it's not like uh, something has gone wrong because Anthony Anderson didn't pick it up for Blackish right now. Right. You know, there's not like a. Anyway. Uh, so you got actor in a limited series, uh, and you've got Ewan McGregor one for Halston, and you had like the possibility, right, of uh, Lin Man- Manuel Mandela and uh, Leslie Odom Jr. were both nominated yeah. for Hamilton, and you know maybe there could be a theory there, right? But uh, in this particular case, right, Hamilton was such a weird thing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, among people who vote for things, you know, there is like really a wide range of views of whether Hamilton should even count or should exist as a thing because it's, you know, it's not, uh, (laughs) it's not a thing that is in the category of, it's just filming a thing that happened on stage. They just recorded it. So whether you agree with that or not, you know, there's like debate there on, on getting, 
uh, votes anyway. Okay, and then you got actress in a limited series, Kate Winslet, uh, one for Mayor of Easttown. Yeah. Her only competition uh, was Anya Taylor Joy in the Queen's Gambit, right. and it didn't matter what else there was. Right? right. Not this year. There right. was there was nothing that was uh, competition for it going. You know, it could have gone either way between the two of them. Yeah. But there was no one was like snubbed, right? right. By like not getting that win. And then you got drama actress Olivia Coleman in The Crown. <laughs> and I mean, there were nominees from like Pose and Lovecraft Country and everything yep. like that. If you want to make the argument that Olivia Coleman shouldn't have won, you're making a weird argument. Yeah. I, I want to hear it, actually. I want to hear that argument. Right. Like, because, like, she took it when somebody else should have had it right. or something. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you right. can't get anywhere with that. Yeah. Now, you got like drama actor, you might have maybe a case because uh, Josh O'Connor for The Crown won it. And it's like, you know, it's The Crown year, sure. kind of, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, up against him, right, is uh, you've got like Pose, you've got Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us. But Sterling K. Brown, like if he doesn't win, he like he's your option, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he could have won. But this is, uh, I think Sterling K. Brown is actually indicative of the actual problem, but not in the fact that he didn't win. Because he's been nominated like every year that show's been out, and he's won for that exact same that role, moral, yeah. right? <clears throat> yep. Uh, the The problem there is that there's no one else to nominate. Right. Not that he doesn't win it every year, right? right? That's the <laughs> that's yeah. not the problem. Yeah. And uh, then you've got comedy supporting actor, and uh, Brett Goldstein won for Ted Lasso, which mm-hmm. was awesome. And you know, here you've got sort of a problem, right? Because uh, this is a problem maybe with how stuff gets nominated. And if you want to blame the Emmys for how stuff gets nominated and what gets nominated, I'm okay with that. That's like kind of a different discussion because he's up against two people of color for Saturday Night Live Mm -hmm. and three other people on Ted Lasso. Right. And that is screwy. Right. Right. First of all, Anyone on Saturday Night Live, I guess in a way it's great that they get nominated. People on Saturday Night Live are not going to win, right? Unless, like, you'd have to have, like, the stars really align one year and someone would have to just blow the world nail away it. or like, something, right? It. Like, yeah. But people on Saturday Night Live are not going to win that, right. even though right. we're going to be splitting up the votes with two of them being nominated right. and stuff. Right. But also, you've got really four people nominated for Ted Lasso. Yeah, I, I, I think Ted Lasso is going to take this and, one. And, you know, yeah. that's, got wrong, that's gone wrong, right? Yeah. And I love Ted Lasso. Right. But, you know... Pick who the supporting comedy actor is right. in that show and let some other Go, show right. have a chance at getting a nominee. It's right. crazy. Right. And even though I love that show and everyone in it is great, <laughs> right? <coughs> I, I, I think me. everyone in that show is great. And in some sense, uh, they all deserve a nomination. Right. But also, <laughs> you, you, you can't with, just nominate yeah. the whole show yeah. and... All you the know, tall whatever. people go to the back, right? You know, that exactly. kind of thing. Don't make them stand in front of everyone. And uh, okay, so you got uh, <laughs> comedy supporting actress, and uh, had a Waddington uh, yeah. one uh, for Ted Lasso. Yeah, and you've got in that one basically the rest of the nominees are split between Saturday Night Live and Ted Lasso and Rosie Perez for The Flight Attendant. So oh, yeah. you've got like a person of color yep. who had no chance of winning. Right. Uh, I mean, there were just, that was never going to happen. Really. It's yeah. nice that she got nominated. Fantastic. Right. Yeah, that's great. Um, but there was no chance of her winning and it's, you know, it's Ted Lasso hacks the crown year mm-hmm. and yep. they're going to get everything. Right. Uh, and you know, she is great in that show. Is she? I haven't seen it. And, uh, and so, you know, uh, like there's not like, Oh my God, she shouldn't have won. Right. right. Uh, so you got drama supporting actor. Uh, this was the one where if you were going to make a complaint, it was that Michael K. Williams didn't win, uh, since he died. Right. right? And not since he died, but he's actually really good and he's really good in everything he's ever been in. And sometimes the sympathy vote for posthumous awards goes that way. Right. Right. And, uh, Tobias, uh, Menzies won for the crown. Yep. Cause it's the crown again, but here you've got, uh, 
three people from The Handmaid's Tale yep. nominated. Right. <laughs> uh, Michael K. Williams, John Lithgow. Yep. And uh, Giancarlo Esposito yeah. is nominated. Yep. And uh, and it's like and like I said, three people for The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, and it's again now you're looking at like we talk about with the Academy Awards, right? Like the winner got 13 percent of the vote, and you get to win, right? right? And this particular one, <laughs> right? I might say, eh, you know, maybe maybe Michael K. Williams actually should have won that, right? Uh, but I think it's kind of a close thing. And it's a massive like spread of people to vote for. Yeah. And like I said, it's like 13, 14% or whatever is who your winner is. And I'll give you like this one category, maybe. Like right. right. Like if you wanted to make your point, you could say, look, Michael K. Williams clearly should have won. I don't know that I agree with that, but you know, I could see your point if that's the argument you're making. Yep. But that's still one thing. What like one of your possibilities. Not the whole awards right. show is, <laughs> right. you know, messed up. Tilted. All right. Uh, drama for supporting actress was uh, Gillian Anderson for The Crown, which frankly I think is a little goofy because I don't think she's that great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's The Crown. And she is uh, competing against two other people in The Crown and four people in Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. I mean. Right. The, uh, again, like I said, who wins is not the problem here, right? right? The problem right. is that you've got four people nominated from The Handmaid's from Tale, three people from yeah. The Crown, and that's your competition right. is get figure out who wants to vote for which person in which. Like, really, the Emmys come down to you could watch 10 shows and have and you've seen all the, the winners all yeah. the nominees right <clears throat> yeah uh and okay then you got actor in a limited evan peters won it for mayor of east town which i think is a little goofy mm-hmm. he was up against three people in hamilton and once again it's hamilton so now we're you know we're definitely splitting screwing over yeah, a bunch right. of uh people of color because yeah. it's three people from hamilton if we'd have picked a person from Hamilton, <laughs> right, right, we might have been able to overcome Evan Peters, mm-hmm. who is not that great in Mayor of Easttown. He's fine. Uh, he's you know, know he does perfectly fine job, yeah. but he's not like oh, I did, no one watched Mayor of Easttown and went oh my god, look at Evan, he's taken <laughs> off. Sorry, right. sorry Evan, sorry Evan. Uh, but actually, Mayor of Easttown, I think, uh, actually is one. Of the, I mean, you have know you that won, have you that was a back good up show. to that because you you were all right, then you got cold. No, I liked it for <laughs> I liked it for the first couple episodes, and then after that, yeah, uh, and you it, haven't... it completely goes downhill okay. for me. And I've watched the whole thing, and it's uh, yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, ultimately, the whole show is like you know that's a good show. Yeah, I watched that show. <laughs> uh, it could it could get renewed. And right. uh, and that'd be cool because it's a fine show. Yeah, but it's no kind of show where I'd be going, "Hey, everybody, watch this!" <laughs> right? right? It's yeah. like it's fantastic. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and then you've got supporting actress in a limited series, and uh, Julianne Nicholson won it for Mayor of Easttown. She's up against Gene Smart for Mayor of Easttown, and two people from Hamilton are right. are also in that. Yeah. And. <clears throat> uh, and that's not that's not even everyone who's nominated because there's other nominees. I'm but you're to see still a pattern. you're still splitting that yeah. uh, around. And now that's another one where I would say uh, you might have a case to say that in that particular thing category, right? Yeah, uh, it's it. No one I think is going <laughs> to say that uh, <laughs> Julianne Nicholson was like, oh my God, obviously she had to win. Like Sudeikis was going to win Ted Lasso. Right. So you might have an opening there for like maybe someone from Hamilton getting it, someone. except yeah. except now you're still in the, in the boat of, you're splitting the votes there because yeah. it's multiple people from Hamilton. But also because there were there are people who are voting who are just like kind of going Hamilton shouldn't count and I'm not voting for it. Right, so right? it's like, zip, yeah. So uh, I'm not voting right. for anyone who's in that because that that doesn't really count. Right. Uh, so you know who right. knows whatever. But if you look at that overall, there is nothing that happened in yeah. in this particular award ceremony that backs up any kind of statement of look no one of color won and therefore yeah you know uh, 
the Emmys Dizzies. are the Emmys are bad right. or you know whatever. Get there's your pitchforks. There's people who won and, mm. uh, and and you know uh, what you don't want, I think or I hope is it to come down somehow to every year some person of color has to win something, right? No matter right, no matter what happens, yeah, right. right? That doesn't well, fix any problem. Well, that feel good, yeah, yeah, right? Like, right. Oh, like, I got your pity award. You need nice. them to. You need them to yeah. get roles and yeah. to get the good <laughs> roles that come out, uh, so that they're obviously yeah. nominated, so that they obviously can show off like the talent they have. Yeah, doesn't help you any to have more and more uh, people of color in roles, right? If they're still not getting the roles of you yeah. know some big. St- company has some great new show that's coming out or whatever yeah. uh anyway all right so that's my emmy it's uh complaint it's always interesting too because i i understand if you walk the problem back far enough yeah if people don't have an opportunity then they can't like you say show their talents demonstrate that they're proficient to this craft maybe worthy enough to be nominated and maybe good enough uh, by their peers or by the voting agencies to win an award that probably means something to your industry but <clears throat> people are people are funny when they're of two minds about stuff you know when you i saw somebody um and i think uh, i won't I, I won't say for sure but i thought it was the new york times um were criticizing the emmys because they're like yeah yeah i get it ted lasso ted lasso ted lasso mayor ted lasso queen's gambit oh right. wait ted lasso you know and they were complaining that it was winning too many things and well, there was a criticism that it was winning too many things. And then the criticism changed to uh, the producers need to show something other than the same first 15 notes of their song. Cause I'm sick of hearing the intro to Ted Lasso, you know? And I just thought, and, and after you read what you read, I, it's funny when people think of like sports teams, having your team be dominant is totally fine. We've won seven of the last bbc championships or whatever right we're super bowl champions of the world for like five years in a row like that's great but then they get into this mindset of like when you were in school and your teacher's like now someone else let's hear from somebody else because then dominance in something is sort of sidestep like we don't want to keep hearing from you if you know all the answers and here's the brutal truth sometimes a show is firing on all cylinders that is just going to win and sometimes those shows aren't necessarily racially like proficient with the standards of the time. It, I, it sucks. You know, sometimes that's the way it is. It also might mean that only people are watching certain shows. But Ted Lasso is a different kind of show because it's not like this thing that's a juggernaut from HBO. Like it's on Apple TV. And I got to tell you, that's the newest kid on the block that not a lot of people have but they're finding ways to see the show. Right. And because it's so good, word of mouth is carrying, like there's a whole perpetuation here. And maybe some of that could be better with, uh, you know, different set of racial goggles, but also maybe that show is just what it is. And until something else comes along, people need to make up their mind, whether this is the Patriots or whether it's your classroom, you right. know, and it's just, I find people that do that very interesting because they are in one moment very excited to be dominating. And then the next, it's like, okay, now you've answered four in a row. Let's let someone have this. And I'm like, right. nobody else knows the answer. So I win. Right. So, And you've also got, uh, you know, not that we need to talk about TV forever, but you've also got like, you know, there, there are no good shows. And right, I hear that all that you hear that all the time. Yeah, like I hear it all the time. There's no good shows, even though you know now I have a thousand channels and there's nothing to watch (laughs) because there's no good shows and everything. Yeah. So then someone goes, "All right, look, we're gonna we're gonna get good writers, we're gonna get good actors, we're gonna get good directors, we're gonna we're gonna actually you know go for it big, and we're a streaming service, so we don't care about a lot of the rules, right?" And we're going to just make like a great show. And then they do. And then yeah. it gets nominated for everything. And everyone goes, oh, like just that show or yeah. everything yeah. is all about that. How about a little diversity? Well, wait you know? a minute. But yeah. you want. <laughs> exactly. But you exactly. wanted a good show and we made a good show. The one thing that the last thing I'll say about the Emmys that stood out, because I, I mean, I look at the Emmys like. Like nothing. Like right. They, don't, they right. don't really impact anything. But I respect that for others, it's a big deal. 
I thought it was interesting if it is to be true. And what I saw seems to be true that this is the first year that the major categories all went to streaming. Yeah. There was no typical or standard or routine. Like it's not ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. Yeah. They, that stuff they is had not doing anything anymore. No, so they, and I they thought, had nothing. That's interesting. It's also uh, just for trivia in case uh, anyone hasn't, uh, heard this already and yeah. I can throw it out. It was a uh, fun record-breaking year for The Handmaid's Tale because they oh, broke yeah. the record of the most nominations without winning anything at all. Yeah. Which was fun for me because yeah, I'm sick of that show. Yeah. And that seems unheard of just a couple of years ago when the world was on right. fire. That, for, was, yeah, that, was that was the, the thing, thing. Uh, <clears throat> winning everything. Get your but, red dress, you know, that's we're going. But yeah, it was... Uh, I don't know. That was interesting. Okay. Yeah. So um, speaking of TV, <laughs> and we'll get off this subject, but I'll throw out the uh, little shout out. Foundation is coming yeah. uh, in a couple days, also on Apple TV. And that show looks awesome. Oh. Uh, You've seen any of it? I, I've, seen little, I've seen little bits of it. I haven't uh, watched, and actually, I have episodes to watch and, right. <laughs> and haven't yes, yeah. um, but it comes out in like a couple days yeah. it's either like on friday or it's like right after that i feel like maybe it's friday yeah um but anyway first of all it looks great has a, a awesome cast yeah right and i am a huge foundation fan <clears throat> like almost to the extent that i'm a dune fan i was just gonna say i don't um yeah. Because those those books are awesome, color, yeah. and I, you know I love the Foundation series, and no one cares about this, but I love <laughs> the Foundation series because I love the books so much, and they're so small, they're yeah. so short, like yeah. they are like right. tight, Digests. packed, yeah. <laughs> like they get it People done. Don't think that either. They think of them as being like tomes, right? But I know think of it. They're like, oh, I'm not reading that. I'm like, right? And they're the and, and they're not, and they're great. Yeah. Uh, you know they're they're great and they have all this like cool stuff in them and everything, but they don't sit there and just like describe the curtains for like three pages, right? right. Like yeah. they just they just get on with it. But yeah. those are great books. But that that series looks yeah. like it's gonna be awesome. All right, so getting into uh, actual movies. So before we get to Shang Chi, right? Um, I'm just Kate. gonna quickly um, talk about Kate, yeah, uh, which is an awesome movie uh, with. A fair amount of problems. Um, <laughs> I really like this movie. So here's the thing, and I don't know to what extent I'm going to spoil anything, but I'm not going to say anything that doesn't happen within uh, yeah. the early part of the movie anyway, right? So the first if hour if and 50 it's spoiler, minutes. Yeah. yeah. If it's a spoiler, it shouldn't be, right? Okay. So she is an assassin. Right. And it's, uh, what's her name? Mary uh, oh, Winstead, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Kate Winstead? Yeah, so um, she's an assassin, and basically she has been raised from a little kid by Woody Harrelson yeah. uh, to be an assassin, <laughs> and it's almost like this whole, you know, the professional like right. sort of thing, yeah. except if the professional was a bastard, right? right? Instead of this, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, but he's like he's like her handler, or whatever, and he has been since she's a little kid. And, uh, and, and what happens is, um, they are basically in the midst of like this multi-pronged assassination effort to take out, uh, like some big Yakuza clan or whatever. Right. Yep. And, uh, and sort of in the midst of this happening or whatever, she gets poisoned, uh, with, like a nuclear isotope, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, she's got like 24 hours right. and that's it. And there's no way to help her. And uh, the movie starts out within like 15 minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, we find out that like she's got at best 24 hours to live and that's it. So, I mean, you already, they're right. already telling We're you, moving. look, yeah. this, <laughs> there's on. no happy ending. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. There's, uh, there is literally no possible way that she can survive so we're telling you right now that at the end of this movie she's dead right uh and and so basically uh the movie is just like you know taken-esque sure right where except that uh the quest that she's on is to basically get revenge on whoever it is that poisoned her and find out everything that happened right 
and uh, and it's really cool, yeah. right? It's a it's a very um, almost like you know gunpowder milkshake without like the campiness yeah. or whatever. <laughs> um, just in the in the sense that it's uh, you know it's like a mid level movie. It's yeah. not like a giant blockbuster or whatever. Um, but it's a it's a lot of fun, and the the problem that it has uh, is that it desperately wants to fight too much and it's it's really like um you know it's almost kind of uh ties into shang chi right yeah (laughs) as uh one of my complaints right is like there is just now this uh timer on fight scenes and how they have to work and how long they have to go on and uh on and this movie would be so much better just Mm. with either without fight scenes at all um, because sometimes, you know, she just walks into a room and just shoots everyone. Yeah. And that's awesome. Sure. Right. right. Like that's what she would do. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, the, so there are some like cool <laughs> moments like that, but this movie would be so much better if either we just cut the amount of fight scenes like in half yeah. or they just were like really short. Right. right, like someone could just kick someone's ass and not right. have to have all this back and forth, like, and dodge, you know, and whatever. Like, right, <clears throat> um, but the story that like kind of plays out and how we like get from one thread to the other, she ultimately like kind of teams up with this uh, the main Yakuza boss's like niece or Yakuza or however you're yeah, uh, right. supposed to whatever. pronounce that. Yeah. Um, she like kind of tries to kidnap his niece, and then it turns out that like no one cares if you kill his niece, right. so that doesn't work. Good going, yeah, right? right. So then bounce. they end up sort of like teamed up, and you know whatever. Yeah. And we've got all this back and forth stuff happening there, and you know there's like actually kind of a cool, fun, like kind of uh, pulp fictiony. Oh, cool. You know, just weird thing. Yeah. Yeah, And like, not the movie, but like the old books. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like just, and it's, it's fun and she's great in it. It was cool. Uh, And she's great. You know, it's fun. But there's some of those parts where it's like, oh, come on, you know, and especially, (laughs) you know, you can, I I don't want to, you know, get labeled as being anti-feminist and all this stuff. Here we go. I know. Here we go. But, uh, you know, you could have a woman in a movie kick some guy's ass without having to, you know, call physics into question, right? right? Without without it being like... Your well, I mean, she punched the Hulk, right? right? And, Uh and, right. And not like, you know, hit him in like the nose or broke his something or, you know, whatever, but like, just like punch him in the gut or something. Right. right? And it's like, I mean, come on. Yeah. I I mean, anyway, but you know, because in the rest of the movie, like she kicks people's asses in perfectly fine ways where you're like going, yes. Right. Like she actually knows martial arts and could have done that and took that guy down in that way. Yep. But then, you know, 20 minutes later, it's like, wait, what? Like anyway, um, but anyway, so that's like a really fun movie. I give that one a seven. Um, okay. it's got like a lot of problems, but, uh, still, still it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, so moving on, bing, uh, malignant, uh, <laughs> oh, is yeah. also out and it's a James Wan movie and everyone is talking about it. And it's really weird for a movie for me, from my perspective, right? It's really yeah. weird for a movie to come out on streaming, uh, be a goofy horror movie yeah. and have so many people talking about it. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, like everyone are for is crazy yeah, talking I think about that's it. That's all that is. And uh, so, you know, I won't even go a long way because we want to be able to talk about Shang Chi for a while, and we can come back to Malignant like next week it. or something. I'll, I'll so you'll watch it. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I give it a zero. Oh, not only do I'm gonna watch this. Not only do I give it a zero, oh, God, dude. Uh, but so I can watch a zero. Uh, yeah, I give it. Um, <laughs> I give it the special double bonus zero because it is like one tiny step away from being one of the funniest movies I've ever watched. Right. Like everything. Okay. okay. Everything about this movie. is like this movie, I swear to God is somebody, somebody uh, who knows James Wan or whatever. Right. Stole a discarded script from Saturday Night Live. Okay. 
where they were going to make fun of horror movies. Oh, I see. <laughs> Spoofing. Okay. And gave it to James Wan and said, I found this. It oh, is man. so incredibly stupid. And not only <laughs> is it incredibly stupid. Okay. Like the whole, the whole theory is stupid. Yeah. At best, the the story is just utterly dumb. But I'll tell you what, I was watching this movie, yeah. right? And you know what I was thinking? At, you know what I was thinking at certain is. points watching this movie? What? I was thinking I was really mean to those Conjuring movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's really good to know. I was, I was watching this movie going, those movies are not as bad as I thought they were. <laughs> Dude, this is a two-hour movie. This yep. is an hour and 51 minutes. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. An hour and 51 movie that's got double zeros. There are, it's two hours long. Yeah. And there's 40 minutes of this movie in various parts of the movie, right? Yeah. That is just (laughs) really stupid people talking to each other, like, for a long time. Oh wait a minute! And that's this, like, and that's like all that happens. This is an interesting. I'm I'm just I'm on IMDb. I'm just looking to see what the time is real quick, and then it's got a couple of throwaway reviews. And the one that I think under I understand now, somebody just said James Wan does Italian horror, and Italian horror is a very specific type of. You either have a taste for that yeah. or you don't. And now I think I get what I'm about to do. Oh God, <laughs> this is so bad. Oh, I wrote down, I always write down if I haven't seen it yet and you have, I always write question mark for me and then slash and then what yours is. Right. And I wrote double zero. And, you, and, and here, so, here's the other thing about this movie. Geez. And uh, I'm sure we'll get, uh, you know, send us your uh, rebuttal comments for rebu- at areyouscreening.com. Yeah. Uh, are you yeah. Uh, and he, the weird, <laughs> the weird thing for me is, so I don't, I don't love horror anyway, no, I know. right? Yeah. Horror is not uh, my genre, but there's a lot of horror that I do really like. Yeah. Um, and, and here's the the fun thing for me is in this movie is either there's some scientific explanation. Yeah. Right. So there's uh, let's say that there's just some because this is like vaguely in the genre of being like kind of slashery yeah. thing. Yeah. People are getting sense. murdered. Italian horror will be, it's like, you know, it's like films. Yeah. People are getting murdered all over the place and then who's doing it and what's happening. And yeah. ooh, right? right. So, uh, so either <laughs> there's some scientific explanation, yeah. right? Like, you know, somebody had their horrible upbringing or whatever and they're, you know, crazy. They're just right a lunatic now right. or whatever and they're slashing people or, or whatever it is that happens. There's some, we're looking at like the science, right? Or right. Basically just magic. Right. Right. It's just like, right. Some people are getting killed and it's like, you know, ghosts or supernatural Leprechaun something or, or something, whatever. Yeah, and it's right. some kind of magic. Yeah. This one is trying to be both. Yeah. At the same time. All right. Let's see. With <laughs> no actual explanation of either. Oh, like, this like sounds better. Yeah. At a certain point in the movie, it's like um, we have sort of some scientific explanation, yeah. right? And then just for no reason, yeah, um, magic. No, just magic. Magic. Magic happens. <laughs> what? All right. Anyway, um, I bet I'll love it. Actually, bet I probably won't. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, and, well, we've and seen it, and it wouldn't be so bad either no, if there like, were like some actors in the movie who were doing something. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Look, we've seen enough horror films, and you've heard me talk about enough horror films on the show where I talk about you know real horror is effective when you care about the people. It's not just a slash fest. Right. I don't care about watching razors going eyeballs. Like that doesn't freak me out. But if you give me a character who's vulnerable and is in danger and there's a monster or a thing, <clears throat> that's successful. You've seen this film. If it's lacking those things, it's possible it, I could come back and be like, you know, it's like Peter Jackson's Dead Alive, which is just gross. Right. It's just goofy, dumb, rabid rat monkey gross. You know, it, it doesn't sound like it's that successful. So I'm sure it'll no, be. No, it's, uh, it's not. I'm sure there, it'll be fun. There are points in this movie. Now... Now I'm talking about it, and then yeah. you're going to watch it, right? Yeah, so, I can, gonna, so I can, so I can say this. now you yeah. can, yeah, do it. We'll see what actually happens. There are points in this movie where I swear <laughs> to God, there's like a tiny pause, yeah, 
And you expect the Saturday Night Live people to just start acting normal <laughs> because you know the camera pulls away yeah. for the commercial break, right. and, they and then go they, off. they just stop, yeah, right. and then they just start like laughing and yeah. walking off the stage. Yeah. There are points in this movie where I swear to God, you expect that to happen. <clears throat> they start resetting like, the stage, like that. They're like... just like that. They just start cracking up or something. <laughs> yeah. Like it's okay. I mean, it's All so right. so. It's no hereditary. It's no whatever. It's, it's no nothing. Not I don't know. I, it was really hard to watch it without. <laughs> Why just, did you watch the whole thing without just like fast forwarding? Because it's long. Because I couldn't believe how you were how, I was like mesmerized by remember, how bad it was. Remember when we were watching Freaky? You know the Vince Vaughn thing that yeah it wasn't awful, but it was just it was just so weirdly paced. And I thought best thing about this is it feels like it's only eighty minutes. Just, right, we right. cook. I sit through eighty minutes. <laughs> Let's do that. Right. You know, but this, this is just long. Yeah, it is pretty long. Okay. Uh, Shang-Chi. Right. Uh, so uh, this one is uh, also kind of a fantastically weird movie. Um, and uh, we'll talk about other stuff and I won't get into it right away, but we'll talk about other stuff about why the story is uh, just as bonkers as you could be. Yeah. Um, but basically, uh, just to run through things really quickly, there's this guy, Wen Wu, who a thousand years ago, uh, gets these 10 rings. Yep. Uh, which will, and I, and I'll, uh, have the review already up on areyouscreening.com. Go find the whole review. Um, the 10 rings, which will never be explained in any way right. during this movie. So don't right. look for don't that. Look for it. Yeah. Uh, but a thousand years ago, he got these, which give him basically a bunch of like sort of magic powers, superpowers in a sense of being able to use these 10 rings to like destroy stuff and yeah. fight and blow right. up stuff, right. whatever. Uh, and they make him immortal. Right. Uh, so now it's a thousand years later uh, and he finds this woman. They have two kids, Shang-Chi, who goes by Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, has escaped from him and lives in New York and is valet driver and his best friend is Aquafina. Right. And uh and the and the guy Simu Simu Liu. Yep. Uh who if you happen to be very worldly, you may know is uh is from the Canadian show Kim's Convenience and uh that show by the way is awesome and he is great in it and he is great in it in that show in the exact way uh that you know that he's like actually a great pick to be in this movie because he's just he's like chris pratt right he's just very charismatic yeah i mean the the camera like loves him loves him he's your buddy sean i mean he is just a really great choice yeah and you can see it in that show if you watch that show that's because cool. that's a really good that's show too. But he's uh, he's he's great. I think I think even though I don't like this movie, I think I think he's he's really good though. Mm-hmm. I mean he's it's not because he did anything wrong. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, and so now Wen Wu, who's like this evil you know overlord story. Um, he wants his kids back. You can see in the trailers that they say, like, I gave you 10 years to live your life and now it's time for you to come back and blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, the whole, you know, evil story starts to happen. And, uh, and Aquafina kind of gets roped into the whole thing so that she can sort of be like our eyes as being introduced into this world and whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and then hilarity ensues and that's uh, what it's about. Um, I gave it a four. Oh, that's a and uh, oh, and I man. feel like it was pretty lucky to get it. And yeah. the only reason it got it is because there were a fair amount huh. of scenes where I, you know, it's kind of fun. I mean, it's it's like, um, you yeah, know, I, you know, I don't know. It's like popcorn yeah. fun kind of uh, nonsense. <laughs> um. And, and it had a lot of parts that were fun and there were like some of the fighting and action was like kind of fun and him interacting with people was mostly fun. Um, but on like the story side, uh, just like I couldn't get past it. Mm-hmm. Like the story is uh, completely stupid. And every time you go from like one next step, you know, in the story to something else, 
it's either you know totally random or um i don't know magic mm-hmm. and and it's just like what like how are we even how do we get here and i, I don't know the story is bonkers anyway so i give it a four it was a little harder than I thought. I figured you'd be around six, six and a half, because um, it is fun. It's it's a good popcorn film. the 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 heavy baggage that the film has to carry in some way is that it's part of the MCU, you know, and that it is, you know, there aren't very many surprises anymore um, regarding this. All the only thing that's interesting is whether or not they can pull this off again. And by this, I mean introducing characters that most people probably aren't that familiar with, right? Even if you're a comic book fan, you probably aren't real familiar with Shang-Chi anyway, but you, you it, might it's, be. Right. It's know, like loosely. It's like a next step of from like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Where it's it the was same like, idea. okay, here's, it's a Marvel movie. Trust us. Right. And you don't know these people. But and, we're going to make you love them. And now we've got we, like another step. Yeah. Of, and, and in some way, the MCU with Kevin Feige, they are, they're doing a version of, I think you when we talked about it and it stuck with me, I think you were talking to me because I think it was brave because brave is the one I always remember where you were talking about um, some of the special features and you're like, well, this is a formula. Right. Right. And they nailed the formula. The formula is predictable, but it's predictable because it's effective. And if everything comes in together, like the casting and the, the graphics and everything for Pixar and in that way, the same thing for the MCU, well, we'll make you love, Shang-Chi, because you didn't even know who Star-Lord was, right, most people. Right. Um, I gave it I gave it a five, and I thought, too, like you did, that, that was a pretty lenient five. I came into this um, thinking that I wonder if, and I remarked to you about it anyway, but I wonder if this was going to be in some way like what Black Panther was for me. And when we talked about it before seeing it, it, but more specifically after seeing it, I walked out of Black Panther and my initial reaction was that was a fun movie and it, it really wasn't ever made for me. It's not for me, but I can still enjoy it. And I had a great appreciation for the impact of Chadwick Boseman, Ryan Coogler, all the people that involved in that film to give representation in a positive way to people that are either overlooked or never put lightly. Uh, never put positively on on film. I kind of wondered if this was going to be the Asian version of that. And in a way, I still feel like it might be, but I feel like Black Panther had so much more attention to being better than Shang-Chi ever, and I'm going to keep mispronouncing it because I I feel like I'm saying it wrong every single time, even though he says it five times to try to help us in the film. I feel like this film was trying to do too many things in a universe that has already like kind of established a bunch of stuff. It gave me Black Widow vibes where as much as I love him and as much as his character is in the movie, the majority of his character seems to be in the movie at different ages than him. Like he seems like a supporting character in the film that bears his name. And by the time he's allowed to do things, which I feel is in the two-fifths to three-fifths way through the film, that's the part I'm enjoying the best. <clears throat> by the time it gets to the end, which is just a big CGI fest, and I've learned that the rings are just the ghost in the machine, whatever you want the ring to do probably is going to be able to do. Right. You just have to pose a certain way. You know, and the rings are different in the comics, if I remember this right, where each ring had a very specific thing. So one might be like the flight ring and the telepathic ring and the matter manipulation. Like yeah, all these I don't things. know. They're, they're completely and, different. And that's okay that they've changed it because also the rings were a conduit to this ship and there's all these other things that are happening. Okay, that's fine. I don't need to be as well-versed in, in the comic lore as I was maybe like Wolverine. You know, I, I get that. But with you, I thought, you know, like you, I think, even though you didn't say it this way, I just felt like the attention was all over the place. There was no real focus. They were loading so many things in here while putting so much time into fight scenes that were, while beautiful, too extensive for what they were doing. If the rings are all powerful, every battle should mostly be like the first battle we see when we're getting a flashback to when the rings were first in the hands of Wenwu. And he was just destroying armies right. by himself. And then for giggles, just like cutting a path for everybody else to go have right. some fun. Right. You shouldn't be having any difficulty <clears throat> with anyone if you have the Ten Rings. So the story inconsistency, the aesthetic of the story is beautiful. It was really fun to watch. 
until it became like my dragon versus your dragon and then Dragon Ball Z right, right. Duke and thing. I I don't I'm not interested in that stuff. At least with Black Panther, what I understood about it was without the representation and the, you know, extrapolation of me on screen, you know, projecting myself on screen like I could be that hero, you know, I was watching something that was thoughtful and paced and purposeful. Here, I thought it intended to be all of those things, but I don't think it really nailed anything despite getting a really great performance out of just about everyone. Like it's, we do this, man, we do this every once in a while. And you know, my girlfriend always rips on us for giving something a high mark and then ripping on it or giving it low and talking about it. I just feel like it was so middling with what it had to do. And I wasn't expecting anything great. So I wasn't disappointed. Right. I just saw a pretty good popcorn film. But if I have to put it contextually into things where I'm like, okay, now it's in the MCU. This is pretty low on the totem for me. I mean, it's not the lowest, um, but it's on par with, you know, I thought it was better than Black Widow, and I think it's as good as the recent Spider-Man films, but I'm not a big fan of those either. Right. You know, it's on. It's better than the Ant-Man sequel. But, Hooray. You know, yeah, I mean, but again, what am I saying? So at least it's it's like five or six from the bottom, but it really should have, I thought, given me more, not to think about, but to at least fondly kind of reflect back we just saw this movie and it's mostly i can probably fill it in by just saying well i think there's a fight scene here right and then there's some lore and then there's a fight scene and then a parent does this the the characters are just sort of strangely inconsistent but you know i'll shut up now and let you talk but the last (laughs) thing i'm gonna say is i just wish they would stop trying to make aquafina happen though in this instance for the most part she was just okay yeah, I I think she was fine in this. She's okay. She didn't. Uh, she, didn't do, she started she, doing a bunch of stuff. She didn't get to the point where uh, she irritated me or anything. She was more uh, irritating in the was, beginning. I As think the she movie was pretty good. On, I liked uh, it in this. Yeah, but I think so, uh, kind of like you were hinting at, right? Um, I I feel like this is uh, a well. First of all, this is like I think indicative of uh, where the Marvel universe is going wrong. Yeah. Uh, in each next movie, because this, first of all, it feels exactly like a movie made by committee, and it's a movie made by having a bunch of checkboxes that you have to yeah. uh, that you have to put the tick in, and it's got it's it's written by having ideas of fight scenes that you want first, yeah. and then trying to figure out how to make those fight scenes fit into the story somehow. Yeah. And it's it's got all these parts of like things we want to do, scenes we want to happen, and then we'll get somebody to try and make a story yeah. that makes all those things happen. Yeah. And then what you do is uh, you go, well, let's have this be the story. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, it doesn't matter, right? right? It doesn't matter that that makes any in. sense. Yeah. Um, it's got like, yeah. you know, rope darts are cool. Yeah, we yeah, like right, we yeah, like those, again, so we're gonna have right. those. Uh, people like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon kind of fighting, so we're yeah. going to have some of that. People like Jackie Chan fighting, so we're yeah. going to have a some bunch of, of scenes that you would swear to God that Jackie Chan was in. Dude, yeah. that scaffolding is right out of rush hour, too. Right. I see it, and I'm like, well, I know what the next 12 minutes of my life are. <laughs> exactly, right. Yeah. And it's uh, and it's got all these little uh, check boxes. Yeah. Somebody said we had to introduce, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, the... The, the abomination. Hulk. Yeah, the. That was, I was going to say had, we had to have that in, so we got like five minutes of we have yeah. to you know throw that in somehow, and it's uh, and the whole thing. Yeah, we've got all these little things that we want to happen. So what that means is we don't really have a story. We, we don't have, have to we have it. like a three right. sentence story, yeah. and if any part along the road of the three sentence story doesn't make any sense, it doesn't matter. Right. Somebody came in one day and said, uh, we invented this way to make it look like CGI bamboo forests are moving all around. Okay, that's in. Good, uh, throw boom. it, yeah. Uh, you're yeah. on retainer, so right. we don't have to pay you extra <laughs> right. to do our movie and do yeah. this or you know whatever the hell. Right. And the movie starts out, I will give the movie credit for this. It starts out and it tells you right where it's going, right? Yeah. Because it starts yeah. out and goes, a thousand years ago, this right. guy, we're not going to tell you how or where this came from. Right. We don't know. But a thousand years ago, this guy became immortal and yeah. basically had the power to take over the world. Right. And didn't. Didn't. 
Even though he was power hungry. And, yeah, and what right. he did instead was he created this shadow organization, right. which, and then we're going to put like a bunch of scare quotes uh-huh. up and say he uh, controlled governments and yeah, assassinated right. people and Bull. yada, yada. Yeah. No, he didn't. Right. He would have just taken everything. Right. <laughs> there, right. There is no way yeah. that the history of the last thousand years sure. is anywhere remotely like what it is. Yeah. If this guy had this power a right. thousand years ago, right. this would just be like planet Wen Wu. Yeah, this is Sauron. And, and some, <laughs> this is some crazy hobbits right. about to do some stuff. Yeah. So the movie starts off and yeah. goes, okay, this happened. Yeah. And then you go, that doesn't make any sense. And the movie goes, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but we're moving on. Okay. Right. And, and then you go, oh, all right. So right. this is the movie I'm in. Here we are. So yeah. whenever stuff happens in the, in the movie, it is, uh, I swear to God, it's like, uh, you know, eighth grade writing class, and uh, I don't know what to do here. Well, magic, right? <laughs> I what, mean, what do you think should happen? Just make it happen. He go. You know? We go on this whole quest, and he's got to find his sister, and so he finds his sister, and when Wu shows up, right, 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 then how'd that happen? Magic, gotcha. like nobody you know, even asked. Yeah. When you're watching this movie, right? <laughs> Uh, like this is the this is the theory of making this movie, right? Yeah. You're watching this movie. He goes to find his sister at, at a specific, utterly arbitrary, random time, yep. and like an hour later, Wen Wu shows up. And this is the movie of you don't even ask about that, right? Like you, it doesn't even occur to right. you to go, how the hell did he show up right, right. now when we have to be here? Because the movie is already so committed to not making any sense. Right. Like the movie doesn't make sense by design. Right. It purposely tells you stuff that can't make sense. Yeah. Like basically so that not making sense somehow cannot be used as a negative against Against it anymore. Like if the movie just keeps going, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Right. Then... All of a sudden, you go, wait, that doesn't make sense. That can't be like a negative of the movie. Right. That's like its whole goal is to not make any sense. Right. And then it's got, uh, we finally get to the whole end of the world thing. The dude is like researching a village, right? Because he comes up with this idea. This is how he like finds his wife, right? right. He comes up uh, at a certain point with the idea that there's some, he found these scrolls. That he's older than, right? That tell about the super magic right. town, this, yeah, or Eker. whatever, yeah. right? There's a village <laughs> with the super magic town or yeah. something, and he wants to go get them, whatever. And then he can't find uh, this thing. He has to get them back so that he can see the secret route, right? Right. right. To get through the bamboo forest. Because no one in the history of the world has ever been able to get through a bamboo forest How could you? that didn't want yeah, it to. Right, yeah. Even if you have the 10 rings, you have to go at the right time. <laughs> yeah. What? Trying to be the mummy. It's all you have all to do things. is cut down the yeah. bamboo forest with your magic 10 rings. Right. No, no, no. This It uh-huh. doesn't make sense right. on purpose. Right. Oh, well, okay. It doesn't make sense on purpose. And then they go, and their whole plan is we have to destroy this whole village. Because now he's... There's actually a cool story that could have been in here about him and his like kind of transformation when he meets his wife. Right. And then like basically the abandonment of his transformation and, and really like how that sets him up to be like the perfect mark for this evil uh, that's in there. That corrupts him. And and yet, We pay absolutely None. no attention to that yeah, story at all. Yeah. That could have been like a cool story, right? right? Yeah. Uh, and then he shows up and his uh, his whole theory is that he's in charge of, you know, this horrendous uh, band of yeah. evil that's yeah. been around for a thousand years. Right. And their plan is to show up at this village and... Uh, kill everyone right. and get past this magic gate or whatever. Yeah. But he shows up to destroy this village. Not one person has a gun. <laughs> they, they, they Why? Guns. Why does no Spears, one have a gun? Arrows. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no. But uh, for all that, there is like a lot of fun. The, the closer this movie gets to the end, the more it's like an episode of Scooby-Doo for yeah. me. 
uh, the the whole like last half hour should just be put in the can and right. and rethought redone. out altogether and redone. Yeah. And uh, one of the worst things, and we're uh, kind of running out of time here, so we'll wrap up. But one of the worst things is, uh, like I said, that could have been an interesting story that they could have like kind of fleshed that out and spent some time on. And then at the end, right, we get this very like emotional climax thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, never in the history of movies (laughs) has anything like that ever been more empty, more, Uh uh, totally unearned effort to try and get some like emotional response. It was like laughable that they were even trying to get that to happen at that point because they had done nothing to actually try and earn that. Right. Or I agree. Or get you to respond to it in any way. The whole movie feels like, and and I'll tell you, like I only gave it four. It's not zero. It's it's sure. it's got positives and it's fun and it's goofy and you're just gonna go, hey, don't pay attention to that. You're I'm just too much uh, like and, I'm on a roller coaster ride. Right, I don't need right. a story for my roller coaster right, ride. Right. And you know, fine. It has uh, positives and like I said, so, some of the people in it are great. The guy who plays Wen Wu, I think, is great. Yeah. Um. You know, there's a lot of uh, positive things and just go have fun with it. But the whole movie reminds me so much of like uh, movie studios, you know, like in the 30s, right? Like when you'd make five movies a day. Oh, yeah. Right. And you just go, what happens next? I don't know, man. Whatever. Right. Just, just go. Just yeah. do something. <laughs> we can, uh, we shoot it too. Get, this guy him? showed up. He can be in the movie now. Yeah. Put him in. Right. Like he's yeah. this right. new character that changes the whole story of everything we've been doing in this yeah. movie. It doesn't matter. Just whip it out, right? Like get something out. Yeah. Like the fact that this movie, frankly, wasn't filmed in like a month is kind of surprising, <laughs> right? Because if you just do whatever the hell you want every day, then how hard is it to get that together? I don't know. But it did, like, literally, I mean, you know, go watch really old Westerns. It's it's like the same kind of uh, no one cares what the story is. And look, he's on a horse and he shot that guy. That's so cool. Yeah. Who was that guy? Doesn't matter. Look at that next guy. Right. It, it just definitely felt like a weird non-MCU superhero film, you know, because there are other studios and other companies that are trying to make this universe of their own happen, and they're flopping because they just don't do the long game. This just felt like a weird patch. It's and, you weird. know, this also, it, this is just a connection, and then we'll get out of here, yeah. but it's, uh, you know, it's like The Eternals that's coming up, right? This is, an, uh, yeah, like this is what I'm concerned the about. The MCU now is getting into a really weird yep. problem of we just demand that everything connect to everything. Right. And all the stories have to uh, fit into the world or whatever. So yep. now The Eternals have to actually reference that somehow yeah. and explain why they did Where not were you? Why keep you stop? everyone from yeah. dying or whatever. Yeah. And now this movie is like, hey, we're in a world now where right. half of everyone could disappear. Well, where the hell was Wen Wu? He, right. I mean, he could have... Right. Why is he... Apparently, he's like basically all powerful with yeah. those things if he would... If he would do it. Use them, right? But obviously he won't. Dude, he can't beat bamboo. Anyway, that's how much they're real. They, they sell the rings a lot. Everybody in the culture say these are the most powerful things you've ever imagined. And right. the universe never known anything. And I'm like, I know a guy that used to say his car was the fastest thing on the planet. It don't make it so. And yet, you know. and yet the really weird thing for me about this is, so it's weird enough, right? <laughs> that they say this guy's had these for a thousand years. Yeah. And the world still is the way that the world is because, I don't know, look over here, yeah, right? Because right. Uh, we're not going to explain that. But they're, now they're also like, okay, well, how do the rings work? And where did they come from? And what is the power? Just don't ever talk about it yeah. at all in There's any a, way. There's like yeah. no story. They're setting something it's up. It's called in the, the Legend of the right. Ten Rings. And there is no Legend of the Ten Rings except someone found them once. Yeah. And he got them and there's no story to them at all. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they're saving that for, That's yeah, next. they're saving that in in yeah. uh, the fourth movie, you'll find out right. what they are. Right. And hopefully, they and get it'll it turn out that yeah. it connects to the Guardians of the Galaxy and they right. come from right. some other, who knows. Some planet thing. 
I don't know. Anyway, uh, so it's it That's it's bad. pretty fun movie. It's bad. And frankly, I would say go see it. Check it out. But just have the right expectations. Right. And don't ask any questions. Right. And and, yeah. and you'll be fine. But you yeah. know, it's a good time. Yeah. Uh, it's it didn't. The the main positive of it, frankly, is that I didn't feel like you know it was calling me stupid right. like some action movies might or whatever. It just Wasn't didn't do it. positives. Yeah. It just no, I agree. Total lack of positive. All right. Yeah. Uh, next week, uh, we'll have uh, lots of other things. Yeah. And uh, I'm probably going to talk about fan Foundation yeah. because I probably won't be able to resist. Um, and coming pretty soon is a bunch of really, Dude, really big things. We're, we're so. what, a week and a half away from October? And that's three weeks away from Dune. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I still don't know whether or not you're psyched or not. I, I'm very curious. Yeah. yeah I, the quickest thing on the way out, I meant to say this, even though it's not that important at all. I've been thinking more about the Matrix 4 trailer than I have Shang-Chi. Oh. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, like, that's kind of where I'm at with it. It, you know. We didn't even get to talk about The Matrix, but we will because no. I know you love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> no. All right. Thanks for tuning anyway. in, and uh, yeah. we'll see you next week. See ya. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.